You're listening to The Occupational Philosophers with Simon Banks and John Rice. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Occupational Philosophers and here with an in-betweener episode, a short, sharp burst of delight to help spark your creativity, curiosity and imagination. And this week, Simon, I think you're just back from New York, is that right? Hello. Hey, hello, John. Yeah, just back from New York via London. So have uh, quite severe jet lag, you might call it. So I feel like I'm in three to four different time zones, countries and emotional and mental planes at once. So you, here gone, we are. You've so, gone yeah. from the big apple to the big smoke and back to the big banana. I don't Almost, know. What, I yeah, don't know what Sydney's yeah. called. It must have some sort of big something, isn't it? Big pineapple. What is it? Uh, this isn't a podcast about geography, John. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, I've started that on my own. That's a solo project. Ah, <laughs> oh, that'd be right. But what I do want to talk about, John, is we and we tried this when I was uh, in New York, but due to the technicalities of things happening, it didn't quite work out as we planned. But talk around. You know when you travel and when maybe you leave school, you travel in your gap year, So, which is for our non-UK listeners, is that first year after school and you go out and, yay, I finished school, and then you travel. And then you might travel maybe in your – once you finish uni as well or university. So, you know, four or five years later, you look at things differently. And then for a lot of us, you might travel in your you know, late 20s, early 30s. or every, So every time you travel, it's a little bit different. You look at the world differently. Now, I never considered what it's like traveling when you're running a podcast about curiosity because <laughs> all of a sudden everything's like, oh, God, look at that. That could be – talk about this. And so I was probably more curious than ever. And, you know, when we chatted to the wonderful change fairy, Dr. Jen Fram, and I could see your head moving like – balls rolling around it. I was like that. So interesting, traveling with that sort of mindset. And were there particular things that really stood out? Of course, I I imagine there was hundreds of things, but what have been the highlights for you? Well, there's three themes, John, which I sort of picked up on. This is just from being my time in uh, New York. The first thing that really got me interested, I was staying in Midtown, so just not too far from Times Square, and there's a park called Bryant Park, spelt B-R-Y-A-N-T. Now, it takes up a block. It's next to the New York Library. But I was so fascinated with this space. One, it was absolutely buzzing, but there was something going on for everyone. So there's people sitting there by themselves. There's tables and chairs here, there and everywhere, people drinking, people socializing, people having coffee, eating. But there was also ping pong tables. There were art carts. There was a library, all outdoors. There were people playing petonk or bulls, which, you know, you know, you throw that out the back of your hand. There was all these little activity stations going on all over the park. And what just amazed me was there seemed to be something for everyone and everything, but including people just sitting there by themselves chilling out. And you thought to yourself, does anybody do any work around here? Haha, <laughs> <laughs> it was a Saturday. So, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a Saturday, but I was just really fascinated. And you might sort of think, it sounds like this park was overcrowded because there was so much stuff going on, but there was just sort of this wonderful layout and flow of how everything sort of moved and melded together, which got me thinking like, imagine if you had this sort of design to your office space where you create this space or maybe a culture where there's something for everyone and everything. And it all seemed to 
it all seemed to work together really well. And then that night there was, you know, concerts on in the same park and, you know, 2,000 people sitting out enjoying that on the grass. And I don't know, it just seemed a really dynamic place. It's called like the town square of New York, they call it, or town square of Manhattan. It's quite a big topic at the minute. I was uh, listening to something which was talking about design of cities and public spaces and just saying how how important it is for things like mental health and well-being and creating environments that are attractive to people to congregate and come together because where they can socialize is important and creating the spaces where they want to come and socialize is again good for health and well-being and then same for offices they're just starting to as they come back to the offices trying to work out ways to make them attractive and make them work in the new world of hybrid and remote and flexible working and it just felt a very welcoming place, like somewhere you wanted to be. And the buzz and energy that created from that, unlike I, anything I'd seen sort of in Australia or in anywhere I'd sort of travelled, just sort of this energy in this one little space. And I think there's so much we can learn from when we look at other things and we think, yeah, how could we start to apply that into some of our organisation? And when Steve Jobs designed the Pixar offices, he designed it, around that so you had to walk up flights of stairs to go to the cafeteria there wasn't a cafeteria on each floor and all these things were thought through so there was this interactions and people bumping into each other and so all of a sudden you create this serendipitous moments as well so you designed it like an ikea where you've got to walk past the, the sofas of the beds before you can get to the bamboo cups and the tea candles which is what you're looking for <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> You've got to walk through the entire store to get to what you want, which is right at the end. <laughs> but even there's something in that, I was just talking about this the other day, something in the design of an Ikea store, like they've they've thought about the energy and flow and where things go. And like it's not like that. That doesn't come from nowhere. Like they would have tried and tested hundreds of different things and they've got this, I don't know, there's something right about it. My yeah. favourite bit in Ikea, though, is those little secret cut-throughs where you go, oh, I don't have to walk past the kitchen <laughs> section. I can cut through to the pot plants. Hurrah! That's, that's yeah. a little win. It's quite joyous when you find those little cut-throughs. <laughs> yeah, which is maybe part of the Ikea yeah, adventure. That's it. It's an Ikea. Sure. It is. I know it's exactly a, what yeah, you mean. It's an adventure. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So, look, that caught my eye and just sitting and, like, I sat there for probably two or three hours in the park just just watching. It was just so interesting and watching sort of this place and space and the design and just thinking how it came to be that way. So, that's that's the number, number one thing. Not the number one thing. That caught my eye. Number two is if you change the angle, you look at the world – you start to see things in a different way. Mm. And what do you think I might mean by that? New York specific. Uh, well, New York, if my recollections is uh, you get a crook in your neck from vast tall yeah. skyscrapers <laughs> and art deco monuments and all sorts. But yeah, look up, I guess, would be one of the things that I, I remember. What I noticed is every photo is um, portrait. So you don't yeah. do any landscape style. So whenever you do, like, you know, I've got my hand up now. So it's only made not good for radio, but, you know, when you, yeah, you yeah. do a zoom around, it's always in portrait. So, but all of a sudden you start to look at the design and shape of things completely different yeah. as to your landscape. So if you just looked at that world in landscape, you'd only see maybe about a third of what you can possibly see. So that notion of 
are we looking at this in the right way? Do we need to change our view? Hey. Uh, yeah, and see we can take in so much more. Hey, that's a nice little one for groups and teams and things, isn't it? And let's look at this portrait. Let's look at this landscape. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And you can even start to go around. You can make a little square with your hands coming together and you can start to look at things like a, a viewfinder through your hand as well. Yeah. So, uh, again... Not great for radio. So. <laughs> <laughs> you look like one of those directors where they go around going, okay, yeah, I can see how this Yeah, that's work. it, yes. If you change the angle you look at things, you see so much more. And third one, John, I've been doing a bit of research on this, but I can't find the answer. But I was, I was just fascinated when intersections come together, like physical intersections of uh, streets, and often when they interact, it seems to be this real great energy and people are always – bubbling and looking up as well and sort of more light comes in so you're taking more surroundings and there's always these little spots where there might be this sort of collection of uh, like paved off areas where people can sit and eat and but it always seems to happen at this junction of into a junction of roads and alleyways and sort of all coming to this spot so where you know multiple roads hit the one spot the energy seems to be different Wow, there's got to be some science behind that somewhere, isn't there? I mean, city architects and planners must think about those intersections, surely. I looked up this today, like, is there, you know, the woo-woo energies? They're more at intersections in cities, and I didn't get anywhere past state planning laws. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there, there, I couldn't find anything, but that was only with a 20 minutes effort. But And I just thought, you know, when things mash up and cross over and intersect, there's always uh, some excitement and some energy, and, and we've spoken about that idea of mash-ups and intersections before, but that just felt this Energy coming from different directions and meeting together, that's when something felt like something cool was happening as well. Yeah, the uh, the piece around office redesign, They uh, somebody was talking about collisions, just places where people can yeah. collide. So, um, yeah, look, that's some of my three things I was just looking at through the, the curiosity lens of our podcast. And, and on that, you often hear around, like we've, you know, we've spoken about this at a new government in Australia, and you often hear around leaders might say, we're going to go on a listening tour. We're going to listen. Well, I think we need to have a, a listening and looking tour. So just have a curiosity tour and just sit, listen, look, observe, and you can pick up so much by just sitting yeah well you know uh, being curious i, I yeah. think it's a great idea simon i think maybe they could extend it to all five senses they could go on a smelling tour <laughs> no ab absolutely yeah yeah i was gonna say sweet. a touching and tour, that's, that... but that's definitely not that's <laughs> never that's never gonna work but they could at least at least smell people <laughs> find out what's going in a, on uh, <laughs> yeah sure sure <laughs> but that that idea of going on something where your senses you just allow your senses to wander and engage and yeah th there's a real joy in just sitting watching listening smelling <laughs> looking and uh the odd tactile experience as well <laughs> i think you were wrapping it up as a curiosity tour before i think you've said that before i'm sure you yes did. a curiosity yeah, so tour. that a curiosity to involving all of your senses yeah. in a very legal way. <laughs> and, there, and therein, some wonderful insights there, Simon. I think we'll wrap it up. Yeah. 
Okay, well, John, it's been always a pleasure to catch up. We've got some very exciting guests coming up over the next few months and some great new topics as well. And look, being summertime and travel time, we've uh, we've missed the odd week here or there, but we will be back on track as soon as the next week or two. <laughs> We're gonna, we will be said in the most holiday, confusing way ever. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. But uh, very exciting uh, guests coming up. So we look forward to sharing them with you. And John, as always. Hey, stay curious, play more, make stuff, have fun and date life. Date life.